Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows is my thoughts or gut instincts of what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing April the 6th, 2020. This week has been influenced predominantly by a strong pound. There's been a large slice of farmer selling. There has actually been some farmer selling, which is quite exciting. And the market has been falling away from some of the recent peaks that it achieved in the kind of corona panic moment. So it has been or seen some very strong, as I say, very strong movements. The pound has gone from 105 against the euro up to about 114. It's now currently about 113 at time of recording. So that's a phenomenal swing in percentage, which has had a direct effect on our prices. If you were to trade feed wheat at this point in time, bearing in mind when I record it and when we're actually listening to it, there's going to be a difference. So I can like safely say whatever price I like and then deny it, deny it was ever worth it. Um, allowing for that a bit of uh, opportunism, then £150 a tonne ex-farm is about what it's worth for spot movement. I do think, and I've said this all along, there is going to be a large amount of feed wheat coming onto the market during May and June. I also think this recent weakness in the pound has seen export occur and there are more boats that have been traded than we expected. So some of the surplus is going to be going out of the country, which is great, great news. That puts more pressure onto new crop where we have to import even more tonnage. The new crop prospects are also kind of beginning to look a little bit like there's some more troubles on the horizon. Firstly, it's very, very dry, not just for us, but across the whole of Northern Europe, Russia, Ukraine. In our country, the land work that's going on, there's been several weeks pulled up because they were just too ropey to get on with. And more importantly, the fertiliser applications that have gone on are now lying on the surface and there's no prospect of any rain washing that stuff in. So these these crops are not going to get away and there's no serious rain on the forecast. So having had the wettest winter in history, I'm now saying that we're going to need some rain. And I think anyone in non-farming would, would squeal at that and possibly some parts of the West Country. But certainly over here, we are now in need of a rain. And the crop is beginning or will begin to struggle with that, especially if it warms up. November feed wheat, about £157 a tonne which is lower than it has been for quite a while. It's had quite a drop-off this week. But as I said, that is due to currency. And I think it's got more, some more room to come down because the market went too high in the first place. But it is not something that the downside, I think, is limited in the short term, especially as the world is beginning to watch this dry spell. Feed barley, old crop, 128x. It's There is, you know... Boats still loading, which is good news. There's plenty of barley coming forward. Several lots of uh, malting barley are being downgraded to feed to get rid of them because there's obviously a problem with the malting barley demand. And that leads on to malting barley for harvest, which is a very, very important subject in Norfolk. The Molster has got a problem in that the, the people he sells it to, the brewer, are not able to sell their beer in the pubs, in the clubs, or various functions around this country in the middle of the summer. They're major beer drinking period, and we're looking at a lockdown. All right, there's home home drinking going on, but it just doesn't it doesn't match anywhere near the sort of volume. So 
the obvious effect of that is there's going to be a carryover of stock from this year and there's going to be too much barley produced for next year. I'm sorry to spell out the obvious on that. No, you can't get prices forward. People who've put a forward contract on are very grateful they've done that. But you have to understand this isn't some sort of conspiracy. This is a real problem with people in the industry going to be going out of business. And the farmers who are saying, oh, why can't you give me a price, are totally insensitive to the reality of that last sentence. People going out of business, people not having a job. Let's all be grateful from the farming side of things that you will not be going out of business. And it's one of my little passions at the moment, and it'll probably get me in trouble with one or two of you. There's all this stuff on the internet. Most people are gracious about it all. But there's all this thank a farmer stuff, and we've got your back. Do you know what? Shut up. You are so unbelievably fortunate and blessed. One, to know that you're still going to be employed and still have a job ongoing. So anything you say about how people should be praising you is just really going to count against you somewhere down the line. So be aware that a very major slice of the population of this country will be unemployed, and you won't be. Now, within the grain trade, I think it's pretty well cut down and slim as it is, but there may be some uh, needs to cut costs within that. Our little business has very low overheads relatively, but times are tough, and um, there isn't a great deal of margin in there. So I think anyone at the end of all of this who is in profit and who is going to be paying tax for the rest of their days, just be grateful you're paying tax. Now that's my little my little um, soapbox moment for this week. Let's go back to prices of grain. Feed barley we've touched on. Harvest feed barley, don't want to talk about it, because I think I'm going to have a bit of a storage problem, but we'll find out later. Oilseed rape. £300 a tonne for both spot and for harvest is the price that Ian's putting on it. Not much more to trade. The biggest issue that, that underlyingly... I think oil seeds, obviously the oil fight that's going on between Saudi Arabia and Russia has slashed the price of oil. Donald reckons he's spoken to both of them, he's cutting some fabulous deal and the price has surged a bit. But underlyingly, there was a, an estimate done by the Illinois University Department of Agriculture who put something to the effect of that 7 million tonnes of corn usage has gone out the window purely by the lack of traffic the traffic in the states 40 to 60 percent down means seven million tons less corn usage so that means if they produce a bigger crop of corn as the planting prediction said this week there's already an extra seven million tons of carryover going to be coming because of the next three months lack of use of cars so there's still pain to come and i think long-term prospects if they plant a massive corn crop and the world keeps doing this production thing i'm afraid i think the prospects for crops is bearish in the longer term it's just the fragility of you know supply and demand we've got people who are allegedly some countries are talking about stockpiling and therefore being a surge in prices they've got tonnage around them within russia the state are selling their stock to the market because the price of uh, wheat has gone through the roof despite them being the biggest seller of grain around they've got a problem in the ruble has dropped so much because of the oil thing that their prices of grain and the prices of food are going up and Mr Putin becomes less and less popular with that happening. Now have that in the back of your head. If everyone's relying on him to have the big surplus of wheat this year and the price of his wheat in his country is too much for the people, the best way to start a revolution is to have high food prices. So he could just turn around and say, no exports. And that would absolutely send this market into crazy town. And let's be real, this is a now deeply political, deeply troubled world where everyone is, you know, closing their borders and being as difficult as they can for each other or protecting their own people to make sure they stay in power. So 
there is nothing that you can clearly predict on supply and demand that has any logic if, for example, Russia said, no, we're not exporting the surplus we've got. So with all of that in the back of your head, you know, flip a coin, sell some of your grain at these prices. Yes, they are good prices, but have in the back of your head that the crazy thing might happen. Anyway, with that, I don't think I sound too insane being at home. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Crush Foods produces a unique range of single-variety, cold-pressed rapeseed oils. All their seed is grown here in Norfolk. They only press a single variety for its taste, and they believe that this is what gives the oil the light, nutty flavour people like. Available in local shops across Norfolk, Suffolk and beyond. Visit crush-foods.com for more information. And now it's time for Farm Chat. Today, I thought I'd um, highlight the pleasures of isolation because um, most of the week I'm at home with my lovely family. So I thought I'd press gang them into being my my co-conspirators today. So I have Tessa. Say hello, Tess. Hello. Doesn't she sound lovely? And then there's Lily. Hello. She's my 15-year-old daughter in her GCSE year. And then there's Molly. Hi. Who's nine. And... uh, Utterly devastated not to be at school. Anyway, so when you're locked up at home and your dad's there a lot more than normal and your mum's there a lot more than normal, how do you feel about it? Who wants to answer that one first? Um, well, it's kind of strange just with everyone being at home because usually I'm off at school at seven and then come back at six. Get up in but the morning, ev- half an hour, <laughs> go to work. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just everyone being at home, it's kind of... I guess there's not a lot of time that you can be, well, I can be alone, but I can actually. Other than locking yourself in your room. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to do that, am uh, I? Aren't teenagers <laughs> experts at self-isolation? Well, yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's sm- kind of the whole point, Dad. And what is that smell in that room? Decaying biscuits? Um, I'm not going to tell you what it smells of in there. <laughs> because I'd be arrested, so. <laughs> old, old soup. Decaying bodies, no. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, yeah, wrestling Lily out of her room is actually the normal behaviour. So it's kind of that that hasn't changed much. It's just we're here so much more and, and notice your behaviour, don't it's we? It's basically just a massive summer holiday, but no freedom. Let's move on to your little sis and um, and hand her the microphone and say, you know, so what's changed for you with mum and dad being about a lot more? Well, it's a bit crowded. Yeah. And, um, Too crowded, man. But we're getting to do a lot of stuff. Like Dad made the bread the other day and this morning. Ah, yes, let's just talk about that. Has anyone heard the story of the little red hen? Little yes, red hen? yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So little red hen is the one where the little red hen goes and gets the wheat yeah. and he takes yeah. some and he grinds yeah. it up yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets to the bit where he says, who wants to help me make the bread? Yeah, know where this is going? I helped. Yeah, oh, you did for about five milliseconds. You did a bit of dough ball touching, didn't you? Okay, so you kind of run out. The re- everyone else... Anyway, yes, I made some of David Wright's fantastic bread. You get a little packet, pour it in a bowl, put some water in, and then knead it. And then you, it was. Do you know what? It really worked. I made really good bread, didn't I? Yeah, because when when we took it out the oven, it was rock hard, and then we let it to set till the morning, and it was like a cloud. 
We're going to have to buy some more of that, aren't we? Except you can't buy any in the shops nowadays. So we got to... the other thing you can't buy is yeast. By the way, if you get uh, bread flour, we're, we're doing some stuff with leatherings at mill, and um, they're using the, the stone ground bread from the water mill, and you can get loads of flour, but yeast you can't get the damn stuff anyway. So everyone must be home baking. Are you missing your school friends? Yeah, but I'm going to see them in September. So okay, that's cool. And the people you probably miss more than anything are your friends from the horse things you do, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, which is, which, you know, that, that that's really curtailed your summer, hasn't yeah. it? You were supposed to be going to Hickstead, weren't mm. you? But, but now I'm not allowed to go. Yeah. Sad. Probably a good thing, because that horse can be a bit misbehaving, can't it? Can it? <laughs> <laughs> but a bit mum. Well, yes. Let's hand on to mum. Okay, Tess, what's it like having your lovely husband home all the time? Well, I sort of quite enjoy it at the beginning of the day. Um, when we all have breakfast together, we all sort of get up and we all have our plan for the day. But then by mid-morning, when you've been pacing up and down, shouting on the phone constantly, shouting. then I kind of think, I shut my office door, don't I, <laughs> leave you to it. Well, I like the bit I like with the other day, so right, I'm cleaning the toilets, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You can hoover. And I went, okay, okay we won't go through the whole conversation about the hoovering. But I did hoover, and halfway through the hoovering, you said, oh, shall I take a picture of you? <laughs> And show everyone what working from home is. And I thought, no. That was quite antagonistic. (laughs) What actually happened (laughs) was that I cleaned the whole house, (laughs) hoovered the upstairs and asked you whether you would mind just hoovering downstairs. And your comment was, well, no, the house never gets hoovered properly. I'm just going to do one room and I'm going to do it properly. No, I don't want you to do one room properly. I want you to do the whole of downstairs not properly, normally. And then you got all defensive and cross and she, said that I was always in control. Anyway, so if anyone can relate to the one question I asked in isolation with their families, then you've got it in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I think obviously that hoovering did count for at least six times what you did. Well, then, as any wife or partner girlfriend will probably say it's just easier to do it yourself mm, probably right a bit like webby says about changing nappies just for the record keep yeah it. that was terrible webby i hope he's done one now no no i phoned him up this morning and he said he's got a routine and the routine is is he gets up is he feeds is he does this is he brings him a cup of tea around about 10 he gets up no he doesn't his the actual routine is he gets the bottles ready while is he does the nappy so I'd like to report okay. uh, that his daughter, who's now 14 years old, has not had a nappy changed by her father at any point. Bless him. Bless him. But next week, he's going to get his wings, as he calls it. <laughs> so what, what else, you know, as, as we're, you know, two weeks, three weeks into this, you know, where do you see it going, guys? Well, they're not just suddenly going to open the doors, are they, after three weeks? No. So I think they need to get testing sorted and then... Maybe they could start having a plan for people to slowly start going back to work. Well, if, you, um, if you've got a badge saying, but, right, I've had it, I've got the antibodies, Yeah. they should be allowed to go to the pub, shouldn't they? I don't know about the pub, honey. All right, then. Um, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> essential, <laughs> essential things. <laughs> well, testing is all about testing, isn't it? Luckily, the uh, the government are ramping up production. Oh, boy, that's wound <laughs> me up. They're still ramping up production. That really has wound me up. When you come out with a phrase, it doesn't mean anything because it's, you know, it's a bit like getting your wings from Webby. It's a posh boy thing. 
we're ramping up production. Doesn't uh, mean anything whatsoever, and it really is. Well, twenty-five thousand. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated. I'm sure it is, but but Germany have done it. South Korea have done it. You know, we're we're supposed to be fabulous at laboratories who aren't being used. This is this is a, a classic centralized bad piece of management, and it's very embarrassing if you look at it. I mean, it's better than America, but that's no recommendation. Oh, but, America's going to be scary, isn't it? Well, uh, you know, he's he's now decided it's a pandemic, which is quite bright of him. Yeah, telling everyone to wear their scarf across their face. So, Lil, do you see yourself bearing up in the middle of this, you know, this this summer of sitting at home? What? <laughs> You're going to be, you know, stuck, aren't you? This is, this is going to go on and on. We're bringing up the subject... Mummy's making me join the land army. <laughs> the land army... I didn't is... want to. <laughs> well, I think this is another one of those moments when I was a lad at 15, I used to bike to the local fruit farm oh, and God, pick here fruit. Oh, God, we go. No, yeah, but no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, no, I... Yeah... Probably. It's kind of... Yeah, I didn't really know what's going to happen. If you do it, if you go to Places Fruit Farm and say, I'm available for picking fruit, they will give you a bucket and send you off into a field and you come back, they weigh what you've picked, not eaten, and they... (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. And they pay you. They pay you. Now, that's that's got to be... That's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was to work this summer, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I have to work this summer, but... I'd love to work this summer. Yes. It's mummy sent me on the coffee course. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to make any coffee because all no, the, barista, the barista jobs are gone, aren't they? There's no, there's no yes. cafes open. So fruit picking it is. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, I can hear the washing machine in the yes, background. The washing machine. Yeah. I'm surprised you could identify that noise. Oh, that's rude. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you keep that in there. I hope this isn't too feminazied out, so it sounds too obviously one-sided. It is you know, the untamed wit of us poor blokes. <laughs> I'm surrounded by women, and it's like, oh, they're lovely, but it's difficult being wrong all the time. Back to fruit picking. Yeah. Think of the cash. Yeah. No. I'm, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end up doing it. Uh, yeah. That's that's enthusiasm. Yes. Yay! <laughs> so, let's, you let's, know me. <laughs> Sun yeah. and fresh air and. Let's wrench the mic off her, shall we? <laughs> anyway, Lil has got her GCSEs this year, and the pain in the butt for, for her is that there's no exam, and it's coursework, and you know there's an, there's an, a very large amount of work coming through the uh, internet for her to do, and you kind of think, oh, the teacher's got nothing much else to do except ram loads and loads of work through. There is a point at which you can uh, kind of overcook that, but yeah, you got you got to work for. A, your Easter holidays and all the way through as if you're going to take the exams and then hopefully they're going to base it on the coursework. But there, there isn't half some, some pressure on, isn't there? Well, because what they're doing is they're, they're going to basically give us a predicted grade, but they need loads of evidence to support it. So a lot of my teachers are sending me in the mocks to redo and they're sending us in work. It's just so much work that you send in. But yeah. it is quite confusing well, if all else fails and you don't get any results, you can be a grain trader because you don't need any qualifications for that. Yay. So to be a bit dim and, oh, and, and very funny. Oh. Well, brilliant. I've already got that. <laughs> Let's hand back over to Mum. <laughs> right, we've had enough of you now. You can go back to work. <laughs> you've, you've hung around here all morning. Schooling's been good. We've had two very enthusiastic children generally at the moment we've kind of planned work haven't we Molly I'm trying to we haven't had any work come through from Molly's school at all Um, but that's been quite good because I've tried to get her to do more 
practical things. So we've worked really hard on fractions and times tables, haven't we? Yeah, you found you found a, um, some stuff online, didn't yes, you? Yes, no, Twinkle, I love. There's a resource called Twinkle, a website. And they've opened it up to parents during this period of time. And it's got everything on it. It's fantastic. Lots of printouts. So models had to work, haven't you? You've had to actually do some working. Yeah. Have you done more working or less working? Um, less. Okay. So you've been in there from... Let's have a think. You've been in there from nine in the morning till lunchtime. Well, Molly does three uh, subjects a day. Okay. But on top of that, she does reading. Yeah, some of them take an hour, some of them don't. And you then do reading, and you've been doing Joe Wicks or some form of exercise, riding your pony, trampolining mm. as yeah. well. Yeah. And helping around the house a lot. Not so much. Have you done anything at all? Uh, we've cleaned our room and hoovered it and cleaned it and yeah oh, wow good she has to do that once a week that's part of her timetable for school well all in <laughs> all i've got to say we've managed to to rub along without too many arguments haven't we and you know the routine is a bit well it is we're not going out but that doesn't we're not that social are we so it's kind of like not that different but it, it is strange not having you know this week i've been biking to work because I've got nowhere to go. You can't travel anywhere from work, so I might as well bike, which has been great, because I think about in May last year, I said in the podcast I was going to bike an average of once a week for working weeks. So 48 bikes of the year if I'll have some holiday. And um, I, I was failing miserably, but all of a sudden I'm ramping through. I've, I've got through six or seven cycling into work, which by the end of April, mid-May, I should just about achieve the goal if it carries on. So that's that's a good thing, because I had a, a bit of a bet with David Gilbert in our office, who... Uh, who's been teasing me about this, and, and to actually get that or achieve that will be a mighty fine moment for me with him. But this going on for another three months, four months, I mean, midsummer when there's lots of heat around, there's talk of the virus not being able, so readily able to, to spread. I think we will be let out before then, don't you? I think they will start gradually, yes, letting people out, perhaps keeping people still isolated that are at risk. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it can't go on forever, can it? Well, no. I mean, we haven't actually hit the maiden surge up in Norfolk. It's in, in London and the Midlands and other parts of the country. But over here, we're, I don't know, it's just isn't, Norfolk Norwich is not yet at capacity, but they reckon the wave is coming any minute now. Yeah. And there's now one or two people we, we know of who've got the virus, who've gone to hospital. So this is getting this is getting real and very worrying. But um, I'm sure for every part of the country, there's you're further on down the line than we are or, or further behind. But it's... Um, it feels very restrictive being locked in and you don't really understand it, but I guess if someone locally dies, you're going to suddenly go, hang on a minute, this is much more real. But right now, thankfully, it hasn't touched us, has it? No, but I think we're here for April and May anyway, and then let's see after that. Mm. Okay, right. Thank you very much, girls, for coming and sharing your happiness of being able to work with us all the time. If you could have a photo of Lily's face right now, it would be a classic. <laughs> anyway, no, thank you very much, and I hope you've enjoyed appearing on the very fabulous and famous Doing Grain podcast. So, Thank you. Adored by every listener. Thank you very much. Thank you. So just to finish off, you know, this marketplace is very, very difficult. We have had a certain amount of activity in the last couple of weeks. As you can see, sitting at home, the other issues are things like 
there's only one phone line. Obviously, you've got your mobiles and we've got these various things like Zoom and House Party where we do conference calls and we can get to each other. And email is, is king. But, you know, one phone at a critical moment and Tessa's talking to her work and I need it because there's no actual mobile phone signal here. It is sometimes a little bit fraught. And I think the other thing that I miss as a trader is the reality of having people sitting in the same room discussing the same subject. You get ideas off other people you have conversations and they bounce backwards and forwards and you see or you get a grip of something hang on a minute we should be doing that so the original thought comes from a combination of inputs from other people and I think a trading environment from my experience is great working on your own you get all the glory or you get all the pain but you do need to have everybody's opinion in the team to formulate a plan of what's going on and get a bigger picture and so when we finish with all of this my industry my my certainly the the trading aspect of the job i think will continue to have a trading team and a logistics team that work together because it simply is a better model than just this kind of staring at a brick wall isolation type creativity just from yourself i've been talking to my old mates in the trade and there's an element of uh, one-to-one conversations you can have bearing in mind you know they're going to tell you what they want to tell you and what suits their book but yeah, when we finally get free to do this, we will be back in that room and larking about as we normally do. And, uh, and we're certainly looking forward to that. Anyway, in these times of isolation, carry on. Keep your chins up. I hope you admire how brave I've been to have the wife on and my two lovely daughters. And, and I hope you uh, understand the dynamic of why I've put that on there as a kind of example of, of just how different things are at the moment. Anyway, keep your chins up and uh, stay safe and stay well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewandgrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by Tin Shed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio.